Welcome back to Scarlet and May show. A rough loss for my friend here. I'm Zach. This is Adam. Michigan 33, Michigan State 37. Recap and thoughts? Yeah. Uh, I said last week that the scariest thing for me for this game was the thought of Michigan settling for field goals and then Michigan State getting touchdown touchdowns, and that's really what happened. Yeah. Uh, look, I know Michigan fans really have a rep for complaining about officiating after losses, at least with Michigan State fans, some Ohio State fans. Yeah. Uh, but I've got to say that Kenneth Walker III is a great running back. Look, I called him a September Heisman because that's all he had done to that point. I mm-hmm. said that he might continue on to be good. He's obviously doing more now. He's a Heisman finalist, and he's yep. great. No Heisman finalist has ever had a bad September. Correct I, me if I'm wrong. I think he's the Heisman frontrunner right now. Yeah. And if they go 13-0, and it's his trophy to win. Yeah, I mean, I agree. I don't think they'll go 13-0. and I also <laughs> thought Michigan was going to win. Jaden Reed was the best receiver on the field. He is super good. I was really impressed with Jaden Reed. Um, wait a minute. Hold on. We're going to review what I just said. There's no possible way that's overturned, right? Oh, call on the field stands, despite insistence that it wouldn't be whatever uh walker is great reed is great uh i do like uh mel tucker or uh offensive coordinator jay johnson's aggressiveness i think particularly of the fourth and one they threw it deep to reed it was a great that was a perfect throw honestly the only throw that i was like wow great throw Peyton thorn yeah he had that one on the other one on fourth down that was i thought it was on the dime still i Peyton thorn was honestly not that impressive to me. He, okay, two he throws. He was the second best. Without the fumble by McCarthy, the two fumbles, he might have been the third best quarterback in that game. But I he mean, was the second best quarterback I agree. in that game. Uh, I think that without Jaden Reed, Peyton Thorne is mediocre at best. Whatever. Yeah. doesn't matter. Uh, Mel Tucker or offensive coordinator, whoever it was, uh, not calling the plays but saying whatever, ballsy. They've done it a few times that uh, this year. Yeah. Now. Having said that, the field they played on was not level. We can skip past the strip sack touchdown that Mike Pereira, Gus Johnson, and Joel Klatt uh, didn't think could be overturned because there wasn't enough to overturn the call on the field. We can skip past the Jaden Reed catch that Mike Pereira didn't think could be overturned because there wasn't enough to overturn the call on the field. I do, I do think that was a catch, but when the emphasis is it has to be uh, beyond a shadow of a doubt, it has to be yeah. uh, like an obvious thing to overturn. And both times they go, no, oh, there's not enough there to overturn it. I do think Mikey Rulebooks is human and could be wrong because I thought it was clearly a catch. I understand. There were also eight reviews in the game and zero, zero went Michigan's way. I don't know what the odds are of that. Yeah. Uh, but still, when it has to be indisputable to overturn it. Yeah. And with the strip sack... Each time you see the knee, you don't see the ball. Each time you see the ball, you don't see the knee. Uh, it has to be indisputable. Yeah. And everyone on the broadcast goes, they can't do it. And, and they do it. There's no way to not be frustrated. When I had Michigan State fans after the game yeah. say, ooh, I don't know how they overturned it. It's not like Michigan State fans yeah. are unbiased. I might be biased towards Michigan. I get it. When Michigan State fans are saying, I don't know how they overturned that. That's got to be frustrating, yeah. and that was a game-changing play, in real time, though it was in the first half. In real time, I thought he was down. As they reviewed it, I thought he was down. But at the same time, my thought process was, even if he was down, there's no evidence to overturn it, like you said. And 
even thinking he's down, he's he's down, he's down, I thought it should have been a Michigan touchdown. Indisputable is what it has to be to overturn the call. It clearly was not. Yeah. Um, I'm not saying that... So, okay, eight reviews in the game, zero in Michigan's way. I'm not saying that it was an intentional plan to hurt Michigan, but when every questionable call gets answered with a shady answer, it's hard to feel like Michigan was on a level playing field. You might say you got to play better than the ref's ref or you just got to make plays. I would argue that Ojabo and Hutchinson did make a play on the strip sack and the refs took it away. Yeah. The one that gets me the most isn't the questionable holding call on on, on Andrell Anthony that came late after the ball carrier was out of bounds uh, that would have given Michigan a first down at the five. They ended up having to kick a field goal. Probably would have got – I. Anything can happen. I think they probably would have scored having four downs inside the or at the five. Probably. Uh, but the one thing I'm still mad about was on Michigan's second to last drive on fourth down. It looked like Michigan ran a pick play. My my little brother, who's a state fan, said, "Oh, well, it looks like Michigan it looked like Michigan ran a pick play." Great. It doesn't matter if the receivers don't run into the corners. Yeah. Well, that, even if they run into the corners, it doesn't. It doesn't matter as long as they're not blocking them intentionally. Right. They can run into each other. It can happen. Even still, the receivers didn't touch the corners. Yeah. Instead, one corner ran into another corner who then grabbed Cornelius Johnson around the waist. Yeah. No call. How was Cornelius Johnson supposed to just make a play if he was interfered with? How is it that bad defense ends up being an MSU player just making a play? Yeah. How was Cornelius Johnson supposed to play better than the ref's ref if he's physically and illegally restrained from doing so? Got I, it. I understand complaining about the refs. I did the same thing that night at the during the Ohio State game. I complain about the refs often for with the Browns game. I can think of one scenario where there was a fumble and it was a huge scrum for the ball and the Browns player comes up with the ball and then the ref was like, oh, the Raiders ball. But mm-hmm. like plays like that, I understand. It can... It can make a huge impact on the game, but when you had a 16-point lead and you have one of the best run games in the country, just put the game away. It's your little brother, and put them in their place and put it away. I understand that. However, a 16-point lead, that should have been a 20-point lead or 21-point yeah. lead if they went for two and got it. A three-score lead is a different thing than a two-score lead, and it should have been a three-score yeah. lead if the refs had not overstepped and interfered with the game itself. But whatever, I say it not because of this specific game, but because bad and incompetent officiating has seriously started ruining the game for me. So I have a state fan, state, state fan friend who uh, I texted after the game, and I just said, Walker and Reed are legit. And his response was, yeah, they're great. It doesn't hurt that every 50-50 call went our way. I asked a bunch of Michigan State fans after the game, when is the last time... Michigan got some stupid calls that swung momentum in a game. Because I do hear, well, bad calls happen every game. Holding can be called every play, which I also think is bullcrap and just untrue. And it's only said to let refs off the hook when they're a factor in the game. Um, Anyways, so I asked some state fans, when's the last time Michigan got some stupid calls that swung momentum in a game? Some said 2012 Ohio State on the last play of the game. There was a dual possession interception. They ruled it an interception. I think they reviewed it, said it was an interception when both players had both hands. It was like they were both hugging the ball together. Uh, It was a bad call. They still had 2012 or 2011. 
2011. When it, when, yeah, when Michigan uh, last beat Ohio State because yeah, uh, it ended the game, it should have uh, been Ohio State ball. They still had a ways to go. Yeah. Uh, but whatever, it ended the game. It was a bad call. Okay, it's 2011 Ohio State. Some said in the Sugar Bowl against Virginia Tech. Some said in the South Carolina game uh, when there was a clear non-first down where some, <laughs> the camera was right there. They had the first down marker. It was yeah. clearly short. And then the mark, the ref says first down. Yeah. That was the game Jadavion Clowney did just make a play, which was just insane. Yeah, the, it was, was it the next play? Yeah. That he he just murders Vincent Smith, murders one him. hand palms the ball, <laughs> picks it up, whatever. Uh, it was still it was a bad call that benefited Michigan. It could have been a game changing play, but three calls in like Brady Hoke's going back to that. I feel like murders is an understatement. Just saying that. that he, it's funny because Vincent Smith was like, my feet were off. Both feet were off the ground as the hit happened. He was like, it didn't hurt at all. Weird. It looked worse than it felt, is what Vincent Smith said. Anyways, um, the, three calls in Brady Hoke's first two years. And then nine years of nothing since. Yeah. It would be nice for the team to just play better. Yeah. It would be nice for Michigan to be on Ohio State's level. I get it. It would also just be nice to get an evenly called big game when it's close. Or even just a bad call every once in a while what? since it keeps happening to Michigan. I know how they could fix it. How? They could change their name to Ohio State. They, I mean, <laughs> if there was a targeting against Michigan... That got changed to, no, you know what, we're wrong, and you get the ball, like happened to Ohio State this year. And I'm not even saying necessarily that it was a bad call, though I do think it was targeting. Whatever. <laughs> it doesn't matter. I don't think you're wrong. Yeah. And that's frustrating, and I don't think it's intentional, to be clear. I just, the way the dry turd keeps crumbling is that <laughs> M- Michigan gets no benefit of the doubt. They get no bad calls that go their way. For the last almost decade, and if I'm wrong, if there is a big game mm-hmm. where there was a swing call that changed the outcome of the game because of a bad call that benefited Michigan, drop it in the comments. Let us know. Yeah. I, I, I will think- gladly rewatch the game, and if I'm wrong, I'll eat my words. But no, this isn't coming from other Michigan fans. This was coming from Michigan State fans. The last time Michigan got a stupid call, they're like, uh, 2012. Yeah. Okay, great. So one one person said, "What about uh, when they didn't call Adrian Martinez down and Michigan stripped the ball?" You mean when he was still moving forward? Oh my goodness! And Michigan stripped the ball. Okay, I don't think that counts. Nope. Because that's a very bad example. I will say, joking about Ohio State always getting they don't always get the calls their way. I mean, you can think of 2019 Clemson when Trevor Lawrence was about to get sacked, so he tried to lay down like a little kid, and he. <laughs> It, be, it, it ends up being that Sean Wade hits him in the helmet because he's going like this and ducks they, into it. They may and not Sean Wade's always, kicked out of the game. They may not always get the call. Yeah. They've gotten some questionable calls. Yeah, they've gotten some questionable calls. Yeah. When, again, when is an example of a game-changing play being called wrong that has benefited Michigan? Because I can give way more examples of game-changing calls that hurt Michigan. Yeah. From this game, from previous years, in the last decade since Michigan got one. Maybe they should change their name to the Detroit Lions. Maybe they should. <laughs> uh, I, so, moving on for half a second. Cade McNamara looked great. Even the interception at the end hit Eric All's 
hands. The yep. defense was great. They switched to zone. Uh, it still was not a terrible throw. It was a great interception. Yeah. That was. I don't know. I don't care who the Michigan State player was that came up with the interception. Yeah, no that either. was a fantastic play. I Hats off to him. I couldn't name a single player on Michigan State's defense other than what's his Crouch Panasuk. Oh, Panasuk. Yeah. There's the other guy. I can't think of his name right now, but I know his name. But he doesn't wear gloves or anything, oh, or sleeves yeah. or anything, or elbow pads. Yeah, I don't care. And about they him. talk about it like, like how uh, Matt Stafford's is friends with Clayton Kershaw. They bring that up every other play. Right. They bring up how this guy doesn't wear. He's gloves. old school. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Who cares? Um, Cade, Cade McNamara looked great. Uh, Andrell Anthony was obviously awesome. I yep. thought so. I, I saw some comments. Well, Harbaugh sucks. Gaddis sucks. I thought Har- I thought Gaddis called a great game. Yeah, I, I mean, have no problem with anything Harbaugh did. If you during the game, if the first player that touches Kenneth Walker, or even the second player that touches Kenneth Walker, makes a tackle, Michigan wins the game by a lot. Yeah. Um, obviously, some players left some plays on the field, like Corum. Dropping the pass on the wheel route that it could have made at 14 nothing early. On the broadcast, they said he could still be running. It could be a touchdown. It could have been. I think he would have one man to beat. Whatever. Yeah. It's still, even if, I think they punted the next play. So even if he doesn't score on that play, the drive is alive. It could have been 14 nothing early. Or Michigan falls starting on a fourth and one. They would have picked up. Hassan Haskins could have scored on that play. Yeah. And then they ended up bobbling the punt. Almost getting the first down, but whatever. If they don't false start on fourth and one, uh, that could have changed the game. That was a Michigan mistake. J.J. McCarthy fumbling the handoff, which Harbaugh has now said was more on Blake Corum than J.J. McCarthy. Yeah. Uh, up three late in the fourth when McNamara was in the injury tent. That's why McCarthy was on the field, yeah. but whatever. Um, some calls and no calls left some plays on the field as well. Yeah. It's not Michigan State's fault that every single 50-50 call went their way. I don't think the replay officials were on the take from Mel Tucker. I don't think the bad calls and no calls were intentional, to be clear. Michigan State was still handed some additional opportunities or do-overs, and they took full advantage. Yeah. This game, college football, is not that stupid honesty, pass-it-on commercial where the kid playing basketball tells the ref uh, that they got the call wrong and they changed possession. Yeah. That's not what it is um, because – that commercial's not real life, and it infuriates <laughs> anybody who ever played sports. But Michigan State, regardless, was handed some additional opportunities or do-overs, and they took full advantage. Give them credit. They yeah. didn't take the opportunity that they didn't deserve and squandered it. They took the opportunity and took full advantage. I thought it was an incredibly fun game. I wish they played five more times. And it was so entertaining to watch. I think it was hands-down game of the year and. It was just a great game all around. It, it was a great game. It would have been a great-er game to see on an equal playing field. Some people might be saying, especially after I say that, some people have already said to me that I should just give Michigan State credit and say the better team won. The problem is Michigan State was not the only factor in the game. Michigan was also a factor. The officials are also a factor in the game. Not just this game. Officials have weight in the game. Yeah. Calls that they make and do not make can change games. As I said, Michigan State made the outcome or made the most, I don't know how I said outcome. Michigan State made the most of their opportunities. Yeah. They just didn't have any plays that they made 
inexplicably snatched away by the Zebras, yeah. which I, Michigan did. It's tough to say, like, Michigan State won the game, yes, but to blatantly say Michigan State's the better team, I think it's a coin flip. If they played five times, I don't know who would win three. I, I think it'd be tough. It'd be Mich- I know Harbaugh usually struggles against Michigan State in Ann Arbor and plays better in East Lansing. I think, I mean, that isn't necessarily, like, it's a small sample size, and it's, diff- it's different year to year, but... I think it's a factor, and I think it would be tough to say. I think it would be tough to say blatantly Michigan State would win three times. It would be tough to say Michigan would win three times. I I do think that Michigan State deserves some due credit. Yeah. However. Mel Tucker's got a solid resume now. Having having (laughs) said that, the officials have some credit due themselves because they failed at their jobs at some key game-changing moments in the game. Moving forward, what does this mean? It means that either there has to be a three-way tie between Michigan State, Ohio State, and Michigan for Michigan to have a shot yeah. to win the Big Ten, or Ohio State or beating Ohio State and Michigan State losing twice. I yeah. feel like there's a 0.1% chance of Michigan making it to Indy. Um, but whatever, I also don't think Michigan is going to beat Ohio State, so it doesn't matter anyways. Last week I said if Michigan beats Michigan State that – my thought was, could they make it to the playoff with a loss to Ohio State? I don't think Michigan has a chance to beat Ohio State. You disagree. Yeah. Uh, that makes me happy I think to 1%. I still if, don't think Michigan has a chance. If you would have told me Michigan would throw for over 400 yards, first of all, I would have stopped you there and said you're crazy. Mm-hmm. But that they would do that in a loss, this is wild. I, I think it's so ironic that, in my opinion, our question of McNamara versus McCarthy has been answered, and it was answered in a loss in favor of McNamara. Yeah. It's just crazy to me. And then I think if McNamara played the way he played Saturday and Michigan can limit the mistakes, they have a legit shot at beating the Buckeyes. I, I just don't think Michigan will be able to slow down Ohio State's offense. Especially, okay, so that's another yep. takeaway from Michigan is they handled tempo so poorly. Yep. So if you want to sub, if you feel like you need to sub, because Michigan does rotate, especially on the D-line, and you get caught once, okay. Mm-hmm. Have one of the players that you want to take out fall to the ground. Grab an ankle. Yeah. Don't grab anything. Act like you got the wind knocked out of you. It doesn't matter. And that might be like an unwritten rule. It might be a written rule. It doesn't matter because it's rarely enforced yeah if you get beat pretend you need like pretend that there's an injury because they will stop the game Mm -hmm. you cannot keep getting beat simply because you're trying to sub when they're not trying to sub i counted inexcusable i counted the one play michigan had 37 guys on the field (laughs) (laughs) i believe you um i i used to hate growing up around here in lansing specifically when Michigan would win in football, and I'd hear, well, wait till basketball, because Michigan State basketball used to be better than Michigan basketball. Mm-hmm. Let me say that one more time. Michigan State basketball used to be better than Michigan basketball. Yeah. Um, I, I'm not feeling, uh, or I, I'm feeling more like I can't wait for basketball. I'm not meaning it in the way that they used to mean it. Uh, it's not directed at Michigan State, even though I just said Michigan basketball is better. They are. Yeah. Uh, I'm not saying, well, wait till basketball. I'm saying... I don't, I don't, you're not even saying that, like, how, Jawan Howard's a better coach than Izzo. He, his team's been coached 
better and won more recently. But Izzo obviously has a better resume and is a better coach. He's he's coach for longer. I'm not yeah. necessarily saying <laughs> that. No. Uh, but necessarily. I'm not not necessarily. <laughs> it's just that since 2012, either Michigan football underachieves, gets hosed by some bad crucial calls, or both. Uh, when it's less underachieving and more getting hosed, 2016 Ohio State comes yep. to mind. Uh, it's more demoralizing because it's like, oh, we finally overcame the bad play and then get hosed anyways. Uh, basketball has had those moment, those moments too. Trey Burke's block was clean in the national championship. There was an, an even yeah. worse call after that that sealed the game essentially. But whatever. Basketball has, if anything, overachieved instead of underachieved since Beeline arrived. I would say continuing on now. So it hasn't been both things working against them. Since there's more scoring in basketball, officials have less sway throughout the game. In close games, sway can still be huge, especially late. Yeah. But overall, there's less sway. What were you going to say? Fun fact. Fact check me because I might be a little bit wrong. But Ohio State has four losing seasons since 1947, I believe. And Michigan has four since 2007, right? That's we, were, we, were, we were texting about it at one point, yeah. And I'm pretty sure that's what the stat was. I should have written it down, but I didn't. That is... Depressing. Yeah, that that's what I got for for the Michigan Michigan State game. What do you got? I think I think I pretty much said everything I had. Um, like I said, I wish they played five more times. It was so entertaining, and it hands down of the game hands down the game of the year so far. Kenneth Walker is the Heisman Trophy front runner. It's his trophy to win or lose, and I think he's the best running back in the Big Ten. Travion Henderson is hot on his heels, but Kenneth Walker it was very impressive. Yeah, five touchdowns. Walker. Five touchdowns is pretty impressive. I mean, some of them were set up by the pass, and then he ran it in two yards. A couple yeah. of them, but there he, were some uncalled holds. You can say that there were holds on both calls, but whatever. Still had almost Either way, yards. it was very impressive. Breaking a lot of tackles. His stat, on, I don't know it, but his stat on yards after contact is... Leads the country. I, it's mind-boggling. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, no, it, it was very impressive. Ohio yeah. State, 33. Penn State, 24. Um, my biggest wait, 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 wait. Going back. So you said you want to see him play five more times. I do wonder if they played four more times. Yeah. My feeling is Michigan would win three to two. Even Michigan State is 1-0 right now. Yeah. I think Michigan wins three of the two. Um, do you have any thoughts on that? I, I mean, no. I think it's tough to call. I mean, yeah, I do have thoughts on it. But, no, I don't have an answer for you of who would win that. If it was a five-game series. Yeah. I don't know who I would take. If there was a blowout in any of the five games. I mean, I feel like Michigan was on the verge of a blowout in this game. Take away one botched review with no reasonable explanation for how they overturn it. And it becomes a three-score game instead of a two-score game. And then who knows what happens after that. Maybe Michigan State still comes back. I think it's just as likely, if not more so likely, that the game gets blown wide open after that especially if Michigan gets a stop after taking a three-score lead. I, but. I think that the rest of the college football season, nobody else should play just Michigan <laughs> versus Michigan State every week. I would love if Michigan could play see, Michigan State instead how, of Ohio State. Let's see how many couches will burn. Ohio State 33, <laughs> Penn State 24. Your thoughts? Um, Ohio State can't settle for field goals like they did um, if they want to beat the big dogs, if they want to win in the playoffs, if they want to beat Georgia. They were – in the red zone five times and scored one touchdown. They scored every time. They kicked four field goals, but um, you can't settle for field goals. you got to finish the drives. Um, when you play Penn State and their offense isn't that good, it's you're going to win still, but 
it wasn't as it wasn't as pretty as I would have liked. If they score if they score on two two of those drives, that's a, almost a twenty point win at that point. Um, it was the worst game from the Buckeyes since the Oregon game defensive wise. It was sloppy, ten penalties. Um, I think Penn State played great defense, but C.J. Stroud still had. 300 yards. Henderson had over 150 yards. He struggled in the first half, bounced back. I could see he was visibly frustrated, and I love that he didn't fold. He just kept running harder. The one, uh, His one play where it was like 60 yards and he got tackled inside the five, loved that run. Um, OSU's defense wasn't great, but it was still so much better than the Oregon game. Head and shoulders better. Penn State barely had a yard per carry. They had three forced turnovers, a defensive touchdown, four sacks, eight tackles for loss. Ohio State still, even though they only beat Penn State by nine when they were favored by 19 and a half at home, they are still clearly the best team in the Big Ten, in my opinion. Yeah. Um, I To Ohio State's credit, they struggled finishing drives. That is not the norm for them. Yeah. So Michigan, that's been a theme all year, and it bit them in the Michigan State game, among other things. With, with Ohio State, mm-hmm. they're really – as long as it doesn't keep happening, I don't think you have much to worry about. Yeah. Um, I'm surprised Penn State kept it as close as they did. I don't have much to add. I, I feel like every time I have anything to add about an Ohio State game, it's pulling my hair out, wondering why the opposing coach does not try to win the game. <laughs> so I, I understand. Uh, I don't understand why James Franklin punted on fourth and five down six with six minutes left. James. So you almost, you thought you had the uh, go-ahead touchdown, but the guy was out of bounds. We can talk about why they didn't review it, if they yeah. could have reviewed it, whatever. I don't even care. Third and five, that happened. Fourth and five, six minutes left. You punt the ball to the best offense in the Big Ten. Yeah. I understand that the defense has played well so far. Mm-hmm. Play to win the game. Play like you're in a one-score game with limited time remaining against the best team in the country. If it's the third quarter, okay. Yeah, maybe you thought they could block a field goal against. Yeah, I did. That was during the field goal. Once they made the field goal, I turned it off. But I waited for the field goal. (laughs) That's why you didn't see Ryan Day immediately after the field goal went. Oh, it was really (laughs) funny. Yeah, yeah. Uh, But fourth and five, six minutes left. Play to win the game. Five yards is not even ten yards. That's math. (laughs) Like, fourth and five, I don't care where you are on the field. Six minutes left. You need to get a first down. You need to keep the drive alive. I was shocked that Ryan Day kicked the field goal to go up by six because it's not even a one-possession game. Like, a touchdown for Penn State would take the lead. It wouldn't just tie. What are you doing? Frames. Janklin. Don't punt the ball. I That's he, stupid. I think he was thinking back to a few years ago when it was a similar situation. I think it was about fourth and five-ish, and they needed to get the first down to keep going. If Ohio State gets the, bat, the ball back, the game's over, and he runs the ball. He's thinking, he runs I the can't, ball. He's thinking, I can't run the ball again. Let's punt it. Yeah. It's almost as if your quarterback who's played pretty well might be a good option. Yeah. Even if you're like, hey, three seconds, and then scramble or something. Punt the ball. You punted the game away. I don't care. Yeah. It's stupid. Uh, an update on our picks standings. I went, we had some different picks this week. Yeah. Uh, but it evened out. Yeah. 
I went five and two. You went five and two, but you get the extra point for six and two yeah. for the Michigan State game. So I'm 65 and 17 overall. You're 64 and 19. So I have one more win, two fewer losses because I'm a superior human being. Yeah, but the winner is based on percentage, so I'm a, a little bit more behind you on that than wins. We did clarify that because and we don't want you to be Illinois. We are settling it right now. Right now, there's no qualms to be had. We're going based off win percentage to yeah. be consistent, just like Michigan uh, or the Big Ten. Said for basketball last season. Yeah, I'm hot on your heels. You are. You did close the gap a little bit, and you're making me a little nervous. Uh, Big Ten takeaways. Mine is Iowa. I used to say Iowa was the only big good team in the Big Ten. There's a whole lot to unpack there in the Big Ten West. Yeah. Uh, I'm now saying Iowa sucks. Yeah. Because Petrus sucks. This defense is being wasted. On what? one of the worst quarterbacks in the entire conference, th- which doesn't have many great quarterbacks. I think the teams in the West must have listened to our podcast or heard you say, if teams don't turn the ball over, they might beat Iowa. Oh, my gosh. Because now, all of a sudden, everybody's beating Iowa. Pretty crazy. All you have to do is not turn it over because Spencer Petrus is awful. Yeah. Um, Minnesota is in first in the West alone. It feels like Michigan State is first in the, West, in the East alone. Obviously, they're tied with Ohio State still. Ohio State has the one loss to Oregon. Michigan State has the big win against Michigan. So it feels like they're higher. They're higher in the power rankings. I think that neither of those teams will win the division. I got mm. Wisconsin, like we said in the preseason. Wisconsin won in the mm. West. I got Ohio. They still control their own destiny. Ohio State's going to pull out the East. And I think that's that. Here's Minnesota turning it around. Re-becomes a good win for Ohio State. Not Wisconsin really. turning it around. Does not become a good win again. I think it depends on who wins that game, the Minnesota Wisconsin game, which I think Wisconsin will. Yeah. But I just it makes me so mad that Minnesota lost to Bowling Green. Bowling Green's like two and six, Wild. and in the MAC, why did you lose to them? If you beat them, here's they're why. a top fifteen. Minnesota's team right now. coaching staff is riddled with Michigan men who understand the importance of the jug. <laughs> <laughs> they came prepared. They're still a terrible team. I don't understand how that happened. Uh, yeah. I do. Okay, so part of the narrative. If Minnesota becomes a good win again for Ohio State, they were supposed to be good when they played. Wisconsin, at the time of the game, was recently unranked. Um, still, yeah. even if Wisconsin wins out, I don't think Michigan gets credit for that win. It's interesting if, honestly, Minnesota might be undefeated right now if their running back doesn't get hurt week one. That's, that's a wild With thought. a win over Ohio State. Um, one last Big Ten takeaway is in uh, Michigan's scrimmage against DePaul. Devontae Jones, <laughs> new transfer starting point guard, almost had a triple-double. Yeah. Uh, but moving to the rapid Wait, fire. I have one more Big Ten takeaway yeah. that you already kind of hit on a little bit that I think Michigan State – I mean, Michigan can still realistically win the Big Ten, like you said, with the three-way tie and make the college football playoff. I'm not, we're not sure how the tiebreakers work, but if it was a three-way tie, we believe it would come down to whoever's ranked the highest and realistically should be Michigan because they would have the longest-to-go loss. Right. And, yeah. I am not optimistic. All right, moving on to the rapid-fire turd pile picks. Illinois at Minnesota. Row the boat. Row the boat. Minnesota. I got Minnesota. Uh, Penn State at Maryland. I got Penn State, but Penn State. how funny would it be 
if Penn State loses to Illinois in 52 overtimes, then <laughs> almost beats Ohio State, I saw then a- loses to Maryland. That would be perfect frames Janklin right there. I saw a tweet last week right before the Ohio State-Penn State game, and they mm-hmm. said score prediction, Ohio State 51, Penn State 18, Illinois 20. I thought that was perfect. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's hilarious. That's good. Okay, Wisconsin. So we both have Penn State. Yeah. Wisconsin at Rutgers. Wisconsin. Wisconsin. Uh, Iowa at Northwestern. Iowa. Iowa. So there's not, not much separation yet. Uh, Michigan State at Purdue. Hold on. To be clear, we're out of the turd pile. Yeah. You're not getting disrespect. <laughs> uh, Michigan State at Purdue. Okay. Purdue is so fun, like so fun. Can they knock off a top, another top five team? They are giant killers, and that seems to be all they're good for. And I think it would be so fun. I think Michigan State has an underrated tough matchup on the road after their program's, program's biggest win since the Rose Bowl, however long ago that was. Um, I think only one program. We're, really, we're living in the past if yeah. we're still talking about it. Yeah, only one program really cares about that game, Stanford. Um, <laughs> yeah, I think it's an underrated tough matchup. David Bell could go for 200 yards. I wouldn't be surprised if it's over 150, but I like Michigan State here, even if Purdue can get the David Bell the ball. I would almost be surprised if David Bell doesn't get 150 yards yeah. at least. Um, but it, I think the most interesting thing about this game is how Michigan State comes out after their Super Bowl. Yeah. And again, that it just is what it is. Michigan is Michigan State's biggest rival. Michigan State's not Michigan's biggest rival. They are a rival. Yeah. Uh, but I think it, it depends on what offense shows up for Purdue also. So if Purdue brings their offense to the game, it could be another close one for Michigan State, just like Michigan, yeah. but more so just given the state of Purdue, like Indiana, like Nebraska. I mean, they're sort of in between those yeah. two in Michigan. But uh, that said, I don't think Purdue will be able to stop Walker or Reed. I'm not sure which Purdue shows up. Uh, I do think if their good quarterbacking happens, uh, David Bell could I, – I think it will be more dependent on which on, – on if Purdue can get David Bell the ball and less if Michigan State's – less about Michigan State's defense because yeah. their passing defense is not very good. Right. Uh, it will be more dependent on Purdue's quarterback, I think. But yeah. uh, I got Michigan State 34-14. Okay. Uh, Ohio State at Nebraska – I feel so bad for Nebraska. They're six plays away from being nine and zero, but now they're one loss away from. Did Did you feel bad for the bully in a Christmas story when he got beat up? That's how I feel about Scott Frost. Not just because he looks like him. I just think he's an idiot. But it's, uh, I'm sorry. They're now they're one loss away from not making a bowl game. I think Nebraska will play tough against the Buckeyes for that reason, and it might be seven seven at the end of the first quarter. But the Buckeyes are way too talented. They're way better. I think Ohio State by 20. I think the question for Nebraska fans should be, would you rather get blown out or have your heart ripped out of your chest and crapped on again in another close single (laughs) possession loss? Because I think that's the best case scenario. Um, I think Ohio State gets back on track. They don't finish with field goals. I got Ohio State 52-17. I don't think it's I think not the a big real deal. question Nebraska fans should be asking is why am I a Nebraska fan? <laughs> Fair question. Uh, game of the week, Indiana at Michigan. I'll go first because it's Michigan. This isn't last year's Indiana. 
who beat Michigan easily. Yeah. Um, the only question I have is if Michigan State beats Michigan twice. Um, I'd like to see McNamara keep throwing specifically to Andrell Anthony to see uh, if he can keep it up. Maybe he does emerge as a number one receiver, which next year Michigan returns an awful lot, especially on offense. Yeah. So if they have Ronnie Bell and Andrell Anthony and uh, Roman Wilson it ends up getting healthy again, that could be amazing. But get Andrell Anthony some the ball, see what he can do. Um, I hate that this I is a night game. Andrell Anthony's game against Michigan State reminds me a lot of Chris Olave's mm. first big game his freshman year against Michigan. He caught two touchdown passes, had a blocked punt, and then Andrell Anthony had the two touchdown passes that should have been really a two touchdown catches. That should have been three touchdown catches. And it's just comparable, and I'll be interested to see if Andrell Anthony can have the same trajectory that Olave did and become one of the best players one of the best players in the country. That would be fun. Yeah, <laughs> that would be really good. Um, I don't hate that it's a night game because I feel like, like I, I don't think that it puts any team at an advantage or disadvantage in this one. Yeah. Because um, I, I just think the gap between Michigan and Indiana this year is way too big for that to matter. Yeah. It's more, and I, I don't think that game time is respectful or disrespectful because it's, it's, it's Saturday. Saturday. Just watch football. If yeah. I had my way, every game would be at 10 a.m. Um, yeah. or 9, whatever. <laughs> Earlier the better for me. Um, I just hate waiting around yeah. all day long well, for the game. If it's a 7.30 game, the game gets over 11.30 midnight, and if it's a good game, you're wide awake. Yeah. And you'd want to go to bed because you got church in the morning and you're wide awake because you're watching the game. Yeah, I, I hate that it's a night game, but Hunter Dickinson made two threes in their secret scrimmage against DePaul. Uh, Michigan 34, Indiana 10. Okay, um, I think Michigan bounces back. As much as I think Harbaugh is going to be fired, he is still a good coach, and Indiana's offense is atrocious. I got Michigan by 20. All right, so I got Michigan 24. You got Michigan by 20. Um, things nobody is talking about. When the college football playoff poll is released later this week, it will be the first time in history Clemson is unranked, leaving Ohio State and Alabama as the only two teams that have been ranked every time that the college football playoff poll has been released. That's wild. Yeah. Uh, Gonzaga has all as is going to play four ranked teams all season, all by December fourth. Wait, Gonzaga plays that many ranked teams in football? I don't think Gonzaga has a football team. <laughs> um, uh, I will say <clears throat> they have great players. Obviously, they yeah. have Chet Holmgren this year. Um, I don't think they're doing themselves any service by yeah. playing nobody by playing my eleven-year-old nephew's teams all season long. Four ranked teams all season. Almost all in November. That's absurd. Maybe there's yeah. a reason they keep losing early in the tournament. Last year they did good. They also didn't make the championship. Wait. They made. They were in the yeah, championship. They made. They they, they didn't make. Still, they didn't make the championship. They got blown out. <laughs> um, it's still. It's the first time yeah. in a long time that they've made noise in the tournament. Yeah. Unless the noise has been negative. So. Yeah, I, I just join a basketball yeah, conference, join, do like, something. They've been so good. How many years in a row running have they won that conference? Just join a better conference. Yeah, I, I would much rather have five day losses playing really good teams every week going into the tournament than to be undefeated and not put anybody good. Yeah, I mean that's that's been that was John Beeline's thing. That's Tom Izzo's thing. That you play hard teams to get ready for March, yeah. and I mean in other teams' cases, April. Yeah. Um, <laughs> moving on. Uh, <laughs> Tweet of the week. Wait. Uh, yeah. 
Ohio State has had a five-game winning streak at some point right. against every team in the Big Ten. It was 12 of the other 13 teams in the Big Ten because there's 14 teams, but Ohio State doesn't have a five-game winning streak against themselves until this last win against Penn State. It is now five straight wins at least at some point in their time playing against each other, that they've had a five-game win streak against every team in the Big Ten. Thank you, Purdue. Pretty impressive. Yeah. I, I think it'd be interesting to see if they can get to a f- active five-game win streak against every team in the Big Ten. They've got to be close, probably to at least 10 of the 13, maybe maybe 9, 9 or 10 of the 13, for sure, are already at five-game win streaks. That's depressing. Indiana, for sure, because they haven't beat them since, like, 87 or 88 or something like that. Man. Uh, tweet of the week. Uh, do you have one? I don't have one. All right. Uh, mine, Spartans will flip multiple cars and be proud of it even when the cameras are out. Uh, I don't understand how the guy can be kicking the windshield, yeah. uh, turn and see the camera, get pushed back by someone, and go, I'm going to kick the windshield some more. Like, yeah. he, might, he, he could get kicked out of school. Honestly, probably should. Uh, if he has a job, should be fired from his job. And he's, he sees a camera. He's probably drunk, and that may be why. But you see a camera, and you just keep breaking the law. Yeah. <laughs> like, and, well, and somebody died in East Lansing. I think terrible. somebody was shot. I don't know if they died. It's just, it's just wild. Um, wild night in East Lansing. Imagine your team just wins your Super Bowl. Not the Super Bowl, but your Super Bowl. It is what it is. We've talked enough about that. But your team wins the biggest game in a long time against your biggest rival, and you come out, and you see your car getting bashed to bits by your fellow fans. Mm-hmm. Gosh dang, man. Uh, honestly, most of the response from the state fans I know has been gracious. Um, a number acknowledged the benefit they had from calls made and not made, yeah. um, which says to me it had to be pretty bad. But having said that, I have had the typical response I expected from some salt of the earth Michigan State fans just behind uh, Tennessee fans, maybe. <laughs> if you're one of the ones you know, or that we know, that we love, we love you, you're not included, Yeah. Uh, I think you're not the majority, just bottom line. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Goodness gracious, what are you doing? Couches are one thing. Yeah, I think Stay be, away from the cars. I think it'd be fun to burn a couch. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I think I'd rather burn wood, but... <laughs> yeah. I don't, yeah. I don't understand the whole couch thing, yeah, just have a big fire or something, but... Yeah. Whatever. Yeah. Uh, since the, the first, the initial rankings are coming out this week, we decided to put together our own. We did approach it a little bit differently. So yeah. these are not projections of what we think will happen. However, I approached it as projections for the end of the season. You approached it as, as of right now, how teams are playing. Yeah. Uh, number one, we have Cincinnati. Uh, <laughs> no, just kidding. Uh, we both have Georgia. Yeah. Uh, number two, we we have separation here. Yeah, I had I've got Alabama. I've got a bit of a shock here, Michigan State. I just think that they're playing better than other than Georgia, any other undefeated team right now, and they have the best resume. And I just think that it deserves credit. I, do I think they'll be in the top fourteen of the season? No, but they should be number two in the country right now. So I do have a question because you said that they have the best resume. I obviously questioned their resume last episode. I've heard from a number of Michigan State fans, that said Michigan sucks. And so is that a, is that a big win? 
Yeah. Should that go on the on their resume as I a big think, win, or is think, it a bad win because it, they're a terrible team? I think Michigan is a good team. I think they're legit. I think they rightfully didn't drop out of the top ten of the AP poll. I think Michigan is better than any team Alabama's played, and Alabama has a loss, so Michigan State should be higher than Alabama. Interesting. Anyways, uh, number three, I got Ohio State. I got Cincinnati here. I got to oh give boy. them credit with being undefeated and beating Notre Dame. It's a bigger win than Ohio State's got in – Ohio State's got a loss, so I got Cincinnati over Ohio State, and Alabama's just trash, so they're not in my top four. <laughs> Going into four, I've got Ohio State. I got Cincinnati, so our three and four are flipped. Uh, we just have a difference at number two there. Yeah. Um, who would win in a the, fight between Jim Harbaugh and Tom Allen? Okay, so I, I think Harbaugh might get him if it was a straight-up boxing match just because of his height and his reach. Okay. But if it was like... If it was a street, if it was a street fight, I like Tom Allen more because he has more fire and more, and he wrestled in high school. And I got Allen in an easy win if it's a street fight. If it's a boxing match, I still got Allen because of his fire, and he's got a little bit of an age advantage on him. He's a little bit younger, a little more spring in his step, maybe a little more I, spry. Yeah, a little more spry. <laughs> I don't know what that means to be honest, but um, yeah, I think Allen, if it's a straight up boxing fight, wins a close fight. Okay. Yeah, I think. Pre- goes, goes 12 rounds, goes to decision, and Allen landed more punches. So, Oof. Yeah. Uh, Pre-2016, I'll take Harbaugh. Uh, I've talked before about how I think the 2016 Ohio State game kind of killed the fire in Harbaugh. I don't think it made him a terrible coach. I agree that he's a good coach still. Yeah. Um, I, I do think he's Michigan's John Cooper. Uh, he just can't beat the biggest rival, Yeah. Uh, whatever. Um, but Harbaugh said on his own podcast with his dad that his dad said, that uh, his antics on the sideline, his fire on the sideline was hurting the team, so he intentionally pulled back. If you look at Tom Allen last year, his fire on the sideline fired up his team, and it probably got them some wins. Just like tangibly, tangibly, there was some benefit to the fire. I think pre-2016, Harbaugh has that fire, and he would gouge eyes, pull hair, elbow, crotches, whatever, he would get it done. Uh, probably not crotches. He would elbow crotch. Let's move on. Post-2016, <laughs> yeah. I'll take Tom Allen because he still has that fire. He's a psychopath. <laughs> I'm a Tom Allen fan. Uh, I'm not saying psychopath negatively. Don't kill me, Tom Allen. I, I think post-2016, Tom Allen, pre-2016, Jim Harbaugh. Yeah. Put in the comments who you think would win between Jim Harbaugh and Tom Allen. Maybe you, could, maybe you need to clarify a street fight or a regular boxing fight. Yeah. Um, maybe comment who you think would win in a fight between me and Adam. <laughs> yeah. Uh, with that, uh, that's all we got this week. Yeah. Uh, follow, subscribe, share. We're everything. everywhere. Yeah, we're everywhere. Podcasts are. We're on everything else, too. As, as always, <laughs> buy your cider, buy your donuts at Quality Dairy. Yeah. We'll see you next week. Go Buckeyes. Go Blue.